morning. Our speaker this morning, Marilyn, is from Full House. So a special warm welcome to anyone uh, who resides with her there. The appointed psalm this morning is Psalm number 16, and it's a really good one. Uh, standing, let's read this responsibly. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. But to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent, in whom is all my delight. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. I will bless the Lord, who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope.
Good morning. My reading this morning is from 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have enough love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. Love got me to Harvard, but I had little idea that it would also get me through it. I come from a loving mother, a loving church, a loving family. I come from a mother whom rather do accounting acrobatics than remain in an unhealthy relationship. I come from a home where self-love is the best love, where God is our main provider, not the state, and where discipline and commitment to others is central. I come from a home where meals are sacred and time dedicated to conversation is never penciled in. I come from deep, deep prayers that provide, from tears that strengthen and hugs that alleviate. I come from warm tea to rid nerves and holy water that heals everything. I came to Harvard and found that this, that I, was not the norm. My time at Harvard has been fruitful, painful, composed of lows and highs, but most of all instructive. Of course, at a top institution, we expect graduates to boast about all that they have learned, about all the knowledge that seeped from the red brick buildings into their noggins. Yet, my greatest lessons were not found in section, lab, or seminar. My biggest lessons happened outside of the classroom, in the dining hall, in the FOHO yoga studio, and even on the shuttle. These interspaces, spaces that we often take for granted, are just as, and even more important as the Harkness table. It was through conversations with myself, with tutors, and other students that I learned to make connections about the world that a lecture on Hegel or Fanon could never teach me. I learned what it meant to feel lonely, to feel lost and confused in a bubble so focused on academic and economic stability that emotional stability often came second. At first, I thought that that was what it took to survive here, to put my head down and work tirelessly, to spend my nights in Lamont, to read, to write, and repeat. I quickly found that this just wasn't going to work for me. My freshman year was tough. I wanted to be stable here, yet I yearned for the grounding love and faith that my home provided. I went home to Boston every two weeks or more, and every Sunday I would return refueled. I remember spending the entirety of my jury term that year with my mother. We would watch soap operas, talk, but most importantly, invest in one another. You see, I didn't have to have an existential conversation with her in order to feel an existential connection to her and to the moment. So much about being educated has nothing to do with a degree. It has everything to do with being present, not just physically, but spiritually. I was elated to become a part of FOHO my sophomore year. The house changed my perspective, and I felt so much more comfortable. The house really began to grow on me. I spent a lot of time in that dorm, working in the building manager's office and lingering in Sue or Brigitte's offices. They, along with Anne, our house dean, became my clan. They, along with tutors like Bola and Deji and Samir, became the people who endorsed the loving space. They al allowed me to love them the best way that I know how, by talking. These people are what I most remember. 
not my problem sets, or an ordinary amount of papers. They made my upperclassmen experience bearable. They loved me. I leave Harvard and prepare for law school a better person than I came. I have grown both tougher and softer. I cry more easily, and yet also have a new toolkit to push through anxiety, depression, or self-doubt. I acknowledge the team working besi besides and behind me to ensure that I'm well taken care of. I know that sometimes it is time to go to bed, and that is okay. I know that I could never study in Lamont, and that India recalms my soul. I know that being part of the counterculture is valid and also okay. I also know that I belong here despite xenophobic renditions of admissions bias, and I claim that. At the same time, I also pay homage to all of my family members and friends who have worked at Harvard as dining hall or maintenance staff. Commencement's really about them. If you create earth-breaking research but do not love, have you done something? If you win a Pulitzer but do not love, have you done something? If you accept your diploma and have not loved, have you done something? If I can leave you all with just a little bit of advice this morning, I would passionately urge you all to love, but not the kind of synthetic, often cliche love. I'm talking about the kind of love that cares deeply, that invests into another person's well-being. I urge us all to produce labors of love, to invest in self and community, to propel synergetic spaces, to smile at others, to deliver a kind word, to shed light on our world. I pray for all my brothers and sisters currently suffering from spiritual, mental, and emotional bondage. I pray for freedom, for liberty of spirit, and that finding that liberty compels us to free someone else. I pray for a world more just, and for a country that puts some respect on the legacies of people who helped to build it. I pray for healing on this campus and in our world. I pray especially for the class of 2016 as we embark on our new journeys and spread light into this world. All of this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray together the Lord's Prayer. Let's sing together, Come Thou Font of Every Blessing, hymn number 312 in your red hymnal.
reminder that uh, Mem Cafe is taking place either in the memorial room or outside on the porch. All are invited for coffee and refreshments. Um, as we leave this place, if, if like me, you've been grieving the loss of our uh, Father Daniel Berrigan, um, it's been kind of difficult to say goodbye to that guy. I've been rereading him a lot in the past few days. He has this line from the 60s where he says, religious people are becoming something more than religious. They are becoming people. So as we leave this place together, may God help us become something more than religious. May God help us become 